<laughs> Absolutely. So an RSS, RSS feed is really, really important when it comes to social media. So what an RSS feed is for people who don't know, it's a real simple syndication. And what it is, it's just a, a little, I guess it's, you could call it a script, but what it is, is a, it's a, a, a URL. And if uh, a piece of software called an RSS reader uh, opens that file, what it does is it includes the title of a blog uh, of your post, a title or page or whatever that you've got your content. It'll have all of the content that's in that post or page. It'll have all the meta tags, descriptions, and an image from the post. So what happens is you can set up your WordPress site so that every time that you add a quiz, a module, a lesson, a course, that content gets added to your RSS feed, including the image. So if you have the RSS, all of the, all the RSS feeds, every website has an RSS feed. It's there by default. It's not something you have to turn on. But the important part is for, for us is that when that RSS feed goes out, if you don't have a featured image with the, the lesson or the course or module, it takes the default image from your WordPress site, which is usually just a logo. So these tools that post on social media for you, if you have proper content in the form of featured images, which are very descriptive for you, they will show up on all of your social media posts. So instead of you having to figure out, you know, what am I gonna post as a picture, as long as you have a featured image with your content, it will automatically get posted with these tools to any of your particular social media properties that you're working on. And how did I find this out? Well, I had it posting without putting featured images in and all of the posts just had a crappy logo, which was tiny and it had no value in it because social media is all about pictures, right? Grabbing attention. Yep. So yeah. what I'm going to suggest is that you use a tool like Canva. The one that I use is called Snappa. And I'll just bring an example over of Snappa. And Snappa is one, um, uh, Snappa is one, let me just go, uh, we'll go to the main menu here. Snappa is specifically for marketers, I think. It's not like Canva where, you know, you can get overwhelmed with all the different options and what's free and what's not free. So Snappa um, is, is basically for, you can create custom ones, but it's like all the social media posts. The different sizes are already set there. Blogging and infographics, you know, an ebook cover if you want. Headers. So what would you use for your course? What, what size I, what would I you use? use is I just use thing. the blog featured image, which is 1200 by 600. That's the one I use. Okay. Now it's a little bit different with each theme, right? If you have a if you have a theme, um, uh, you know that that is uh, has a what's the word like, that the content is constrained that doesn't go side to side, for example, and the column width is only eight hundred. You may want to you know customize your particular uh, template. I just use twelve hundred or six hundred because I'm lazy and it fits pretty well. So that's, that's the particular one that I use. So you're, if I'm going to You're create, not lazy, you're efficient. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's always questionable. So I just clicked it and then they've got all of these templates here. 
and I just pick one and edit it. So if you take a look, for example, look at this one. Uh, if you look at this one here, that's one. Give you another one uh, that you might have seen before. Oh, look at this one. See this one yep. right here? That looks familiar. Yeah, that's the one that I use on the events, right? That's on the yeah. events page. So if we just go to the calendar here. <laughs> that one there is this one here. So all I've done is I use these just as a template to get started. And there's lots to choose from and pretty simple. Okay, you can see some of these will start looking familiar as you scroll down. These are all the ones that I use in the courses. Change the color around. This one here, for example, the action map, that's, that one's just uh, that one's down a little bit further, I think. That one's I've used before. Where's the, this one right here I've used before. There's the one that I just used right there, the simple tips. Okay, so you can just go and change it to whatever your number, change the text and you're good to go. Pretty straightforward stuff. So all I'm suggesting is get a tool and then make sure that you um, have something that is good for describing what the course or the lesson is about but also that will work for social media that you can use. And when it posts, it's something that would be appropriate that is, uh, that is out grabbing some attention on one of those social media properties. Make sense? Yes, no, maybe? A little bit? No, that's, that makes great sense. Okay, so here's the other thing that I'm gonna suggest that you do when you're doing this as well. If your courses only have like five modules and it's a course called, you know, XYZ course, it's not really a, a, a big issue. But if you have a, a hub course or one of your main courses and that course has two sections, you know, five modules in the first section and each of those modules has seven lessons, what you might want to do is consider using some uh, either naming or color coordination so that people know which of the pieces that they're in when they're watching the course. And the way that I'm doing that right now, just with Snappa as an example, I'll close this one here and we'll bring over one. So here's, here's, the, here's the Learn Dash Campus Blueprint course that's just being added right now. So I have module two, pick your campus, um, you know, with the actual module. So any of the modules and lessons use this featured image. If someone is on a different module or lesson, they might see, you know, module four, create hub and spoke course checklists. So I'm doing this one more for the course, not specifically for social media, because I want people to, um, you know, understand where they are in the course. But the one thing that I will always have is you may want to try and brand every single image that you're using. 
So where does this image go so that it shows up? It's the featured image. It's just the featured image on the lesson. Okay. So if you're going, for example, I'll bring a course over. So here's the, here's the Learn-Campus Blueprint one. And then if I go to modules, they're there, lessons, quizzes. If I go back to the course page, if I just scroll down on the right here, featured image. So this is just a featured image for the course. And if I'm doing the builder, for example, I'm looking at the builder, these each, each lesson, each module, they have a featured image. I'm just adding the featured image. So there's a couple things. One, it shows up in the social media feeds if you're doing that kind of marketing. But secondly, you can let people know where they are in a process in terms of modules or color coding, that kind of thing. So just kind of think out of the box, like what can I do to let, what kind of value can I put in the featured image that lets people know um, what it is either I want them to learn or is there something they need to do or some place to go or a reminder of where they are in a process. Think about how you can use them as part of the learning experience as well. And I use Snapper for that, but if you've got another tool or you're good with Photoshop or you've got Canva, what have you, you know, just try and make sure that you've got something put together that you can keep organized so that it helps you, but it also helps the people who are taking the courses. Make sense? So I could get a featured image, but I could subtly change the background for exactly. each lesson. Exactly. And, it, you know, or each module. Um, each module. Yeah. yeah. So it really module. depends on how many lessons and how you've broken up or structured the course, right? If, if you've got a really complex course, you might want to do it by module. Uh, and then all the lessons use the same background as the module. Or, you know, if you've got different sections where you, you know, it's getting more important, you can do things like having the background really dark and then get lighter is, you know, or have it really light when you start and then get darker as they get closer to the finish. You can use different colors, for example, is it something that's important? Or is it something that's a warning? You know, is it something to act on? Is it something to be afraid of or caution? So you can start thinking about different colors and backgrounds as well, right? Or tints that allow you to complement what it is you're trying to get across. So if you're doing something like 10, 10, 10 reasons to avoid using YouTube in your courses, like you might do some kind of yellow or warning, right? Caution warning. Or I'm doing the seven chakras and each chakra has a color. So red, exactly. orange, yellow, exactly. green, blue, indigo, violet. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. okay. And the other thing is that, you know, you think of in the background, okay, what can I use in terms of the background, is there a picture in the background that makes sense to use? Um, do I want to make it, you know, artistic, or is it something that has a, a lot of text in it that I need to convey some information to the people taking the course? Which, which is most important? So you probably have to be a little bit careful too. Like you don't want to overwhelm them with the featured image. It should complement what you're trying to teach. Like if you're talking about seven chakras and Beverly's talking about, you know, corporate uh, policies and stuff like that, you're going to have different images, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Completely different styles. You've got to do something to support what your, who your market is and more importantly, what you're trying to get across to them.
Okay. So um, one of the things I just did is because I was doing this for myself, I was capturing what? What do I always tell you to capture? Come on, you guys know this one. <laughs> capture your digital exhaust. Exhaust, right? <laughs> so what I did is, let me see if I can. Capture your digital exhaust. Yes, yeah. okay. So is this the one? Don't go out polluting, but capture it. Okay. Capture it. Oh, is that the one? Uh, yeah, so here it is. So this is actually the one that I was doing. I was looking at, I haven't finished this mind map yet. I was just putting it together. I was saying, okay, I'm putting a, a course together. What's a checklist for actually adding the course content to, to the site? So I went over and I was putting together, well, what are the inputs or things that you have to have done beforehand? So, you know, who, who do, is there anyone else involved in the course? Do you need them available? What tools and services have you got set up or do you need to actually uh, put it in? The course map, you know, map and title confirmations, course categories and tags, have you got those set up already? And then course content, I was looking to say, okay, do I have course descriptions ready? Do I have a default page for the sales page? Or am I using a, a separate sales page? Have I got SEO, my keywords and phrases ready for the course descriptions? Do I know what categories and tags I'm gonna be using if I'm organizing things? You know, do I have descriptions for social media that I'm gonna use? What about affiliate or third party links that I'm gonna be using within my content? Have I got all of this ready before I start? Featured images, see we just talked about Snap and Canva. Color coding courses, modules and lessons, branding. And then we're starting into the actual materials and adding the materials. So I was just trying to capture this. And as I do this, what does this look like? Module one, lesson one. Module, module one, lesson two. This is a course, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just, it's a course that I'll end up putting on the site to answer these questions. Because I'm assuming that most people are going, what are the different things that I need to do as a checklist when I'm adding my course? So here's the course setup process, the actual content one. You know, what price type is it? Do I have my gateway and my, my buy now link set up? You know, what module release and progression do I have? The modules, do they have to take them in order or can they, you know, go free form? Um, and am I allowing people to have it uh, all at, you know, uh, each module one at a time? So they get one today, one tomorrow, one next week, or can they finish the course today? you know, lesson progressions, restrictions, all of these things that you want to think about before you actually start adding the content. So there's a checklist to go through here, and this is an actual course that I'll end up building. This is just the map of it, though, to give you an idea of some of the steps that you have to go through. So if you don't have XMind or FreeMind or MindDomo or one of these, I highly suggest that you get one because it makes it a little bit easier to organize and move around your thoughts, right? Look at this and go, well, this really doesn't make sense. I should put this here as an output after, as an example. So you can move these around, add pieces from them, but you end up with courses if you put these together. Which one is the one that you use? Is that XMind? I use, I, I use XMind. Uh, I have in the past. 
uh, and that one, uh, that's X mind there, for example, this is X mind. And this is an application um, that you put on, uh, on you know, install it on, on your desktop. Um, I like this one, but the one thing that I don't like about it is that if, for example, in this one here, see I have temi.com was that I have a, a hyperlink there, which is to temi. So this one, uh, I like the way it lay, lays out, but I put hyperlinks on some of these mind maps. And if I save this XMind as a PDF, the links don't work. The links don't work. Gotcha. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to say, here's your PDF with the course. And I have direct links to each of the lessons or modules or courses right within the, in the, the mind map of the PDF. That's what I wanted to be able to do. XMind won't do that, and they don't plan on doing it. So what I did is I went and looked at this one which is Mindomo, and if I put a link here and I go, you know what, I want to uh, export that one, or if I want to print it, it actually includes the links, hyperlinks in PDFs. Which be kind of nice too, because, and this is what I did a long time ago when I first started doing this, is remember when eBooks were all the craze? Mm-hmm. So one of the sites I had was called multimediaebooks.com. Everyone was writing ebooks. All I did is I took an ebook and I took the course content that I had in the course and I copied verbatim what was in the courses, like in text, and I had an image of the video, you know, like you have a, like a little screenshot of like a TV uh, you know, or like, a, you know, a YouTube screen where it's got the little play arrow. All I had mm -hmm. was a button, like a graphic, and I had the link to the course or the video was uh, a live link within the PDF. So I hated writing. So that's why I did it. So it's a lot easier to do a video in 10 minutes than try and write four paragraphs or four pages or 14 pages. So that's one of the things you can do again that complements your course. Oh yeah, there's and a manual, there's a handout. Download and this it. This program is yeah. Is what? The one that uh, this one. Yeah. This one's called Mind Domo. It's up here. I'll put it in a link so that we can have it. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Now this this one is a paid one. It's thirty six dollars for six months. Okay. 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 They only do a six month one. It's $6 a month for six months, I think. It's just a, you know, a nice quick tool. And I'm a big fan of mind maps because I got so much going on in my head. I got hundreds of mind maps starting to try and connect them all together. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Yes. Kind of neat. Eh? Let me see. Is there anyone else got questions? Anyone, uh, if you do have a question, don't be afraid to put it in the chat or uh, just speak up if you want. We can do that too. Yes, James, I've got a question. Shoot. And it is that, you know, I'm sending people to my landing page, yep. which is the first page of my website. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, Carol Chapman Live. But I just went to the list that 
funnel kits. Yep. <laughs> and I don't see anything for dreams. There's no list there. All I see is a main. Yeah. So then I tried to go to WP Sandy. So I thought, well, maybe it's at WP Sandy. No. And I can't get in. No. Yeah, what is no, it? There, it's on your main list. It's on your main list. Okay. One, how do you? One, yeah. So one of the things that changed, if you used in the past something like um, MailChimp or uh, GetResponse or AWeber or WP Sandy. The way that those particular programs worked is that let's say you did an opt-in on your homepage and it was, you know, you, you had it set up so that um, if you had a form, you said homepage was the list that you want someone added to. And if you had a webinar, you would have them added to the webinar list. And if you had an ebook that you were giving away as a free download, you might have an ebook list. So that's the way those older programs used to work. And the problem with that was, if you've been doing stuff for a little while, how many lists would you end up with? Lots. Lots of them, right? So yeah. the way that things like uh, Funnel Kit slash um, uh, Active Campaign work is you have one list, and what you do is you add tags based on the form or the source of where they're coming from. So on yours, and I'll go in and confirm this after with you, the form probably says add them to the main list, but add this tag to them. So you have one contact record on your main list, but they may have 10 tags. One for the ebook they downloaded, one for the opt-in they had for the webinar, one for subscribing to the newsletter. You've only got one contact, you've only got one list, they may have these tags that allow you to slice, dice, segment them based on the actions they've taken. So you gotcha. can do a lot more with tags than you can with just adding people to lists. Okay, so now I am noticing that I have these tags that say dream book. There you go. Now, how, what if I just want to look at the dream book people? Okay, um, if you do, what you can do, and I'm just trying to, let me see if I have a, let me just log into another active campaign account. Okay, I'll do it on another screen. Sure. Or do you want to log into yours? Which one? Do you want me Why to not do yours? mine? It'll be uh, more, you okay. know, relevant for me. Okay, so just give me a sec. I'm doing that on another screen. Okay. Wait for it to open up. And these are great questions because they're ones that come up all the time. So where's CC Live? Okay, here we go. So here's CC Live and let's look at the contacts. Okay. So if I look at the contacts, and you can see that one of the columns that we have here is called tags, right? Column is tags. And if yep. you find that you're missing columns here or you wanna see something else here, see the little on the right-hand side, there's a little gear? 
you can set up what do you want to show up or not show up in the columns, okay? So tags are there. So in our case, we can look and say, show me all the people that have the tag Dreambook. There they are. 64 people have that tag, okay? Okay. You can also say uh, on these ones, uh, you can, you know, you can say, okay, great. I want all of the people that are, uh, have that particular tag. You can say, do I want them uh, subscribed or bounced? You can start sorting on how you want that to have happen. And I can't remember if, yeah, got the tag twice in there. You might want to consolidate there. So that's just a quick way of, of doing that. And you can add tags here on the, on the left-hand side. You can add tags. Okay. Okay. That was my next question. Yeah. And the tags that I, and these are the ones that I always suggest that you use, that you have a tagging convention. So for example, I set these ones up for you. And those ones are, I have a, I use two initials in a colon or three initials in a colon or something there that's in cap. So these ones are lead magnets. Oh, okay. So I know that all of my lead magnets start with LM. Okay. If you have ones where people have bought something, you can have like capital C-U-T or C-U-S-T colon. So you know that they're customers and so on. Okay. And if you go look at someone and you look at their contact record, we'll see if anyone's, I think everyone's got just one. How many contact, how many tags can you have? Tons of them. You can okay. have as many as, as you're set up. You're, oh, there's someone here. There's Carol Yu. So for example, if I look at you, you have, a Carol Chapman tag, a lead magnet Amazon, and a lead magnet forgiveness. Okay. So you're on the main list, but you've also got three tags associated with you. Okay. Okay? Yep. And I'm going to show you one, another reason this is really, really important. Let's say, for example, you're talking on the phone to someone, and the person goes, hey, I want to subscribe to your newsletter. You can say, and you, you can say to them, um, you know, you, you could be looking at this and you already know they're on your list. They purchased something or even, you know, you have a free ebook you want to give someone and they're already a customer. What you can do is you can set up an automation and the automation says, it has a trigger that says, if they have this tag, send them the ebook and do this follow-up right? So this whole automation starts when they get this tag, lead magnet, colon, Amazon. So if I go back to your contact record and I'm here, and I go back to look at the person that I'm talking to at their record, if this tag wasn't here, I'm going to get rid of it on you. If I go and add, if I go and add this, Guess what happens? You get automatically or they automatically get added to that automation. 
So instead of you having to manually follow up and do all of that extra work, mm. it gets done mm. for you in the background. Mm. And then you know, hey, these are all the people that have uh, received this kind of information. The other thing mm. that you can do from here, I'll just show you quickly, is if you're sending out a campaign, you can send out a campaign. And the first thing that it does is it put a name in here, standard, you're sending it out to people. And you click standard, and let's see if we can get it to go. Oh, next, sorry. It says, select a list. So I select main, and then underneath it says, or above says segment selected list. You can say, only send to people that has the tag Amazon. So you can look at your main list and say, hey, I only want to send it to these people that have the Amazon book. So that's how you can slice and dice your list. You don't have to have a, a list for everyone. You just have one list or two lists and you use tags to organize them. Make wow. sense? Yes, I have a very special request. Sure. Would you please post this yep. relatively soon? Yep. <laughs> the recording. Yep. Because this is the kind of thing I would have to follow step by step. Okay. It's one thing watching it, but it would really help to have that video. Okay, and so how about I do something like this? And I say, Carol, yes. can you go to, let's go, active campaign. Okay. It's right here. I'll, I'll save this as well. I'm recording it, but it's also here as well. Okay. Okay. Create your first list, how to manually add contacts. Okay, it's all there. Yeah, gotcha. and I believe all of these videos are posted. I'll send this anyway, and the time the time spot where we're at, okay, yep. so that you can see it. Yep. Okay. So is that okay for you, that part? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling like I've got egg on my face now. That's okay. But anyway, thanks so much That's for okay. showing no problem. it to us. Um, uh, Beverly, questions? Kurt, do you have any questions? Stephanie? Shoot away. Swing and a miss. Uh, no, I was just uh, really taking it all in. And um, first time actually jumping in on one of the webinars. And it was very interesting. And uh, definitely look forward to the replay. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Have you got a membership site or are you selling courses yet? I am actually, I have a membership site, but I, I, I'm looking to start selling um, courses. Okay. I was just trying to figure out the, you know, good platform. There are so many of them out there, so I'm evaluating right now. Okay. Which ones and, have you looked at? Um, just just a bunch from a number of, of in, um, internet marketers who came in within the last, uh, I would say, four, three to four months. Okay. 
So it's something that I, I have planned to launch with the, in the new year. So yeah. I've been taking my time and really going through to because I need ease of uh, usability and, you know, still that easy uh, user interface and all that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, what I will do is I'm going to cover this and I'm going to record it because you've got a great question there. And there's kind of two schools of thought on what you do with, with the selling courses online. And this is covered actually in the, in the blueprint course that I'm just posting. Um, it'll be up actually a little bit later this afternoon, the blueprint checklist. And, and there's a couple things just to keep in the back of your mind. And I'll ask you one question right now. Are you going to sell a course? Are you going to sell courses or are you going to sell courses and have a membership site? Good question. I would go with the latter because it's a matter of, I, it's going to be courses. I already know it's courses. It's, it's, it's multiple yeah. courses that I have already kind of ironed uh, out. Um, and the membership site being the part where I would be providing additional things apart from the courses. So I think the membership site would be what will um, help create to the next level. Okay, perfect. And I'm glad I asked that question and I'm glad I got that answer from you and I'll tell you why. He, here's, here's what happens. When you look at being able to sell courses online, there's kind of two schools of thought. One of them is you go to Kajabi or any of these other third-party uh, software as a service options where the courses are hosted on a platform that is independent from your WordPress site and you use their services or you're tied to their particular service. So that's kind of one kind of section. So it means that you have your WordPress site and you interact with people on your WordPress site and you may want to try and sell them a course, but when you sell them a course, you're sending them to someone else's site, right? Correct. Okay, so where they have to log in and then you're kind of tied to whatever service that you've, you've got yourself into. So that's one way of, of doing it. The issue again happens with those is if you're selling a course or courses, yes. that's fine because you know, they, they, you can on those services, you can have more than one course. You can sell 10 courses there. What happens though, if you want to add those additional services like coaching or you want to have live webinars like this one and you want calendars of events ongoing, uh, you want things like a discussion forum or other community things where you want to have a public directory where people can talk to each other or message each other. Can you do them on those other uh, platforms? Based on how you're saying it, I think not. No, you can't. Some of them will probably add it, but they don't have it in a way that most people would be happy with as they get going with it. Because there's always something you want to add or change. And if you're on that platform and your courses are there, you're stuck with whatever they have. Or you've got to get them to log in on your site to be part of a community. And then you've got to get them to log in on the other site to have access to their courses. And it becomes a, a nightmare. You know, if they buy a course over on the other place and they paid there, how do you know on your WordPress site that they should have access to whatever content on your WordPress site? Right. Really, really yeah. difficult. Okay, so the, 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 that's the difference between, between selling course, courses and having the membership site or the community portion. And everyone that I've talked to at some point ends up 
having that need for a community or membership or group that is part of their business. And you either have to do it on your own site or you've got to go to a Facebook group or something again that's not part of your site. And the reason I don't like doing that, first of all, is if Kajabi or any of those other uh, third-party services change their policies, or if they go to business, or if they merge with someone, what happens to your entire business? Correct. Hasta Correct. la vista, it's gone. Yeah. Um, you know, so you, you just, you have to be careful when you're doing stuff that is really customer uh, oriented and it's something that uh, it's the core of your business. So I always recommend that you look at uh, using a, a learn dash, pardon me, a WordPress plugin. And there's two kind of big ones that work well um, in the WordPress space. The, the primary one is learn dash, which we use and that I recommend and teach about um, learn dash is the one that's kind of the standard. There's another one called Lifter LMS, which I also have and use on a couple sites, um, which I like in some uh, senses, but it's limited in terms of how you add the community portion to it. So really decide up front, you know, am I really gonna focus on having uh, a community and have other products and services other than just a course or courses? Am I gonna be using or needing to sell that from my WordPress site. And at the end of the day, I suggest you keep everything on WordPress. And there's a whole stack of kind of tools that you can use to have that happen. Uh, uh, you know just... what, uh, I definitely, definitely, I recently just uh, signed up for your, the program that you were mentioning before. I, yeah. I had a pop-up come up on screen and I registered for it. So I'll yeah. see that checklist and um, definitely go over some of your other videos to to get a little bit more insight in terms of, um, you know, just the flow and everything that you were explaining before. I don't want to take this time to, to rehash the whole thing, but I'll, I'll take some time and do a little more deep dive okay. and uh, reach out to you if I have more questions. Okay, sure. Now, here's, here's the thing I'm just going to share with you and everyone that's listening to this after. Okay, so here's, here's the course that we were just talking about, right? I'm going to go to the course here, and I'm going to show you how I set that course up that you just registered. Okay. So if I go to the checklist course, I'll actually go to it here. And I'm just setting this up this morning. So I have the course. You can see I haven't even put any of the description of the course in. Right. Okay. But if you look at the settings, or we'll go to the builder. If I go to the builder, and I'm looking and I say, that I've, right now I've got nine steps in this checklist. Right? And these, these are actually a mind map that uh, you'll either see be delivered to you or you might have downloaded already. These are the same steps that are in the mind map uh, on the blueprint. But all I've done is I've taken the, the kind of the key steps or the main steps from that blueprint. Right. So these are the steps here. Now, the thing that's interesting is if I take a look at the intro, I'm going to go and I'm going to edit this right now. And if I open this. And we take a look at it. And this is something that's really great about being able to sell courses. If I go look, I've got the Campus Blueprint Intro, which is the first module. On this one, I haven't set a featured image yet. 
That's what I was just working on beforehand. But if we look at the settings, I've got it set for video progression. So that means that the videos or the modules have to be taken in order. It means you can't go to the step eight. You've got to take step one first before you can take step two. Okay? Right. Here's the link to the video, the Vimeo link. I have it set up so that you have to complete the video to the end before it says, hey, you can go on to the next one. Okay? It's going to automatically start. And this is the one that's cool. It's ready immediately. Okay, so you'll be able to watch this one today. If I go back and I take a look at the course again, hopefully this will go back directly. If I go back to the course, you can see your campus goals is the next step, right? Let's take a look at this one. If I open this module, module number two, if I go and open it, it's got the description that I haven't filled in yet, featured image I don't have in yet because I was just working on it. But if I look at settings, Let's turn video progression on. I don't have a video there yet. And it's set to be enrollment based. This module will be available X days after course enrollment. So guess what you can't watch, Kurt? Exactly. You can't watch that one. You can't watch it. You know why? I haven't done it yet. Yeah. I'm one video ahead of you on the course. Okay, which is a powerful thing because it means that you don't have to have the course completely entirely done. You have to have the outline and the content in your head. You have to make sure that you've done that map and put it all together. But in this setup, I've got it so I got to be one day ahead of you. So you can, you can save a whole bunch of time and really get feedback as you're building the course out. Yeah, yeah, definitely, okay. definitely. And this is based on a, um, on a monthly subscription basis or yearly? Um, the way, okay, and that's a great question. And that's in the checklist, right? How are you going to set your business model up? So this one that I have set up here is I've got mine set up right now is that I have the checklist courses free. And there's a couple hidden other free courses, but the other courses are all available on a monthly uh, campus pass. So as long as you're paying the monthly campus pass, you get access to the balance of the courses. If you I like that. Monthly them. campus pass. Yeah. So the way I've set mine up is I've got a free pass, which is you have, what you have. And then I have a campus pass, which gives you access to all, enrolls you in all of the courses. So that's how I set mine up. Okay. That's just one way. You could also do it where you have individual courses. You know, you sell the course by itself and you also have a monthly pass. You can do it blended. That's another way to do it. Right now I'm just doing the monthly pass because what happens at the people that I've talked to is it's never enough. Just the course. They need someone to talk to, to clarify things. And that's where, that's where the membership as well as the, the exactly. Weapon. 
come in. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I, I like that um, that flow of things. It's good. Yeah. So okay, from so that... from from whoever comes in and joins your course, you're able to now send them updates for a webinar related to that and host the webinar on this same platform. Well, yeah, like what I, on mine, what I did is if I, uh, I'll show you the, and again, this is in the campus stack pieces, right? In the, in the checklist, um, you'll talk, see about stuff in the campus pass. There's a couple things in this version um, that I've done and I'll go to the actual interface and you can see. So in this one, for example, um, the first part is, in the, I've got a member directory, okay, so I'm so using wait, what's right, called wait right there. Ultimate this, Members. This is the actual site. That, what the site, the page that you were just on is the actual WordPress Yeah, this is, this is WP Grow. This is the site you just registered for. Beautiful. Okay. So, and I haven't really marketed this at all. It's just been, I play around with stuff too much. Um, but I'm going to start selling the courses again, which I haven't been doing. I've been selling the services. We're going to go back and start selling the courses and the services. So in this one, we've got a community. This is ultimate member. This is called ultimate member, this plugin. And if uh, we look at, uh, you can do things. There's ad friends, for example, messaging, notifications, that stuff is all available here. So it's, it's a full community uh, plugin similar to Facebook where you can have an activity wall and you can actually see what other people are doing if they choose to have it public. So this has a nice interface, for example, activities, all of that stuff in. So this is ultimate member, this particular stack. The other thing that works with ultimate member is it's tied to WooCommerce that does all of the payments and checkouts and subscriptions, but it's also got WP forum plugin, which is a new forum that works directly with ultimate member. So these are some of the things you've got a group or community of people, allow them to interact with each other, you know, do feedback, ask questions. Those are all um, uh, in, 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 the, uh, in this particular campus that I built out. There's also classes, which is a calendar plugin called Modern Event Calendar, or there's one that's called the Event Calendar. They both work well. So this one allows you to create events. You can actually take tickets for this one and sell, have people register for events if you want. I just have it set so it's open right now, but you can have it set based on membership levels. So this webinar, for example, is available to people with a free campus pass. This event is only available for people who have a paid campus pass. Okay. So you can have your webinar links to Zoom or whatever webinar service you're using. You can have that set up and available in the training events. And then now, are you able to do, I'm sorry. That's are okay. You, are you able to do evergreen webinars as well? If you, yeah, if you have, for example, if you're using uh, one of the evergreen webinar services and you have the link where people are registering, for example, for the event, you can have it set up so you can put, you know, you can put calendar events on your calendar and just add the link, right? Okay. Yes. And the thing is when all of these particular ones where you have the campus, what do they have to do to get access to it? They've got to register as part of your campus, your community. 
And if they do, I have your email address now, don't I? Correct. So you automatically build your list by marketing your campus. Mm. Okay. And I'm going to show you something else too. And I haven't talked about this yet. And it, uh, yet. And I know Beverly, this might uh, make sense to you and also to, to Stephanie. And it's one of the things that I did a long time ago and I'm going back to now because I, I lost sight of the forest because there was too many trees there. But what happens with when you have multiple courses, there's a way of marketing the courses that makes things uh, a lot easier. And I'm going to share it with you again because I came across it again when I was spending time getting uh, reorganizing the courses here after I spoke to Carol. So I'm just going to find the one we're at. Where's the mind dome one? There it is. Okay. Uh, actually, this this one. So, um, can anyone see, can you see this screen? Does everyone see this screen? Yes. Okay. So, yes. what 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 happens when you're doing any of these courses? If you have a particular niche or niche or whichever way you pronounce it, um, there's it's usually involves some kind of process or steps, right? Whether it's, you know, um, uh, wh whether you're talking about, um, you know, if it's uh, emotional wellness, for example, for Stephanie, or, you know, you're, you're talking about uh, things. Uh, what, do you have a, a niche already set out, Kurt? It would be digital marketing. Okay, so you get digital marketing. Any particular kind of digital marketing? Uh, First, first few is uh, as far as email marketing and uh, and social media marketing. You know. Okay, so let let's just say email marketing as an example. Okay, just an example. You got email marketing. It's set up. That's kind of the hub or the main piece, right? If you just have a global topic, it's email marketing, right? Okay. Yeah. If you look at email marketing. What are the kind of subsections of email marketing that are appropriate or questions that people have about it? What are the right tools to pick? How do I build landing pages? How do I create forms? What kind of content do I add? How do I use copywriting? How do I create email templates? How do I organize series? Those are all questions people have, right? Correct. Okay. So think of it as your email marketing course. You have one central hub course that is like the huge big picture with all of the details. It has all of those spokes we just talked about. So if you had one big course, you could say, here's the process that you have to follow to build your business with, uh, with email marketing. First of all, you've got to pick the right email marketing service. Secondly, you've got to start creating landing pages. Third, you've got to make sure that you have proper email templates and web copy done. Fourth, you've got, you know, whatever the next step is, right? So you could say, look, here's my big course and it's seven steps to, you know, growing your business with email marketing. And you can explain in that course, you can say, here's step one. And you can say, these are all of the things you have to do. Now, notice the word I use it as half. 
You have to do these things to be successful email marketing. I'm not telling people how to do them. I'm telling them they have to do them. So if you market that have to or have to course, the big course, they're going to say, look, I got that. But in my situation, how do I create a landing page? The big course, the hub course, you just say you have to create a landing page. The spoke courses are, this is how you create a landing page. This is how you write web copy. Okay, so you've got a big hub course, you've got these spokes. Those are both paid courses. What you give away for free as part of your membership is the checklist to the big course. So for example, you signed up today for the Campus Blueprint checklist. I'm telling you there's eight steps that you have to do. And I'm going to give you those eight steps. Am I going to give you any details in those steps? No, that's the big course. That's the actual Campus Blueprint course, right? And in that course, I'm going to tell you, for example, the Campus Blueprint, you've got to be able to pick the right platform for your campus. What tools do you need with WordPress? Well, you need a shopping cart. You need to have something for community. You need to have something for events. You need to have something for webinars. So I, I go through in detail those things that you need, but I don't tell you how to add the events. And I don't tell you how to set up the ultimate member community program. I don't tell you how to hook up your email autoresponder auto service to the campus. Those are all additional courses, small mini courses that support the big course. Okay, so you give away the checklist, you sell the big picture course, and you complement that big picture course with all of the how-tos that support the big hub course. Does that make sense? Definitely. Okay. So that's how you build out a campus. Give away the checklist, sell the big picture, and also the supporting small quick checklists, not checklists, small courses that support the main hub. So these are courses that you'll see on mine. Um, you know, how to set up purchase links, how to hook up course sales funnels or create course sales funnels, how to make sure your campus is secure how to create a members dashboard, how to, how to use bonus courses and, and uh, time to release content, how to create community site profiles with links, how to use podcasts on your campus, how to build your campus with live events, how to create an onboarding program for your LearnDash campus. These can all be courses, but they're all about having your own campus to sell courses from, right? But these are just pieces that can be individual courses. <clears throat> so the big course says, hey, you have to do these things. The little tiny courses say, this is how you do them.